are you pre-revenue today? We are. Okay, got it. So when you say yeah. 15 customers, these are not customers, they're, they're users. The, uh, these affiliates are standalone organizations, typically reasonably focused, like I said, doing maybe half a million to 10 million a year. But they're not, they they're not paying you, they're not customers. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Tom Core. He's a serial entrepreneur who previously was a founder and CEO of two software companies, Momentum Systems and Applied Development Corp., that were both in the fintech and internet communications space. Subsequently, he became CEO of one of Canada's largest accelerators and CEO of Canada's largest funder of startup companies with a focus on those commercializing academic IP. Tom, you ready to take us to the top? Certainly are. All right. What, what was the largest Canadian, uh, the, sorry, the largest funder of startup companies in Canada? Well, back in the day when our organization was first formed, it was companies like BlackBerry. I think most of you will remember for many, many years ago. And uh, there's been a lot more since. Our our mandate was basically to get and fund early stage companies, mostly that were commercializing IP coming out of academic institutions and help them move along. And uh, so that's what we did. So they ranged in application areas from all over the place. But some of the ones that you'd recall are, are people like even uh, BlackBerry and even back Nortel back in the day. Uh, that uh, we were involved with uh, with their founding. You're now building AI partnerships uh, company. Tell us what the business does. So AIP was formed basically to set up a series of affiliates, initially around North America, uh, affiliates being companies that are maybe doing half a million to 10 million a year. Uh, they have some amount of uh, SaaS business. Some of them may or may not be in the AI business, but we're, what we're doing is allowing to augment their offerings with the AI as the SaaS offerings that we provide. So we have data scientists, engineers, access to AI platforms, access to AI-enabled software that we will enable these companies to provide to these end customers. So basically what we're allowing them to do is generate a new source of business, uh, allowing them to get the support they need to get into the AI business, which can be a little complicated, especially for these smaller companies that we're setting up as affiliates. Then the longer term goal is to acquire the bulk of these affiliates that are looking for an exit and uh, want to be part of a uh, an acquisition and consolidation play, which is what AI Partnerships was formed to do. So in the interim, it's an arm's length. Look at it as almost like a franchise relationship, although it's not a franchise. It's are you actually white labeling the software out and they're paying you for the white label? Uh, 
Yes, to an extent we are. They will provide it to their end customers, uh, be it the services, be it the software, be it the platform access. They will. They have the relationship with their end customers because they're existing companies with those relationships in place. So we're providing support behind them to allow them to get into the AI business. Everything from helping uh, uh, deal with issues like data lakes, collecting the data that the companies need in order to enable AI applications. But more importantly, augmenting what these affiliates are providing to their customers now, a, a big proportion of that, which is SaaS, and augmenting it with AI capabilities so they can create how, a new revenue many, stream. How many of these affiliate partners pay you something today? How many customers? We've got 15 affiliates set up today. They started in January. We're adding them at a rate of one to two a week. We are currently now working with them. One of the big things we bring to the table is lead generation for them. Uh, our office in San Francisco, uh, which handles our marketing force, is now starting to generate the leads. How many, how many total people do you have on the team? You said office in San Francisco. 20. 20. Okay, and you just launched this year? We just launched in January. That's great. Now, so are you bootstrapping this or did you raise capital or what? We raised a, a pre-seed round of $2.5 million in order to fund our operations. Okay. And we and will do that on, Was that on sort of what you're seeing typically right now in the Bay, sort of like a $5 million cap save? Well, yeah, we're, we're located in Toronto, just to be clear. We have an office in San Francisco, but that's basically to fund our operating costs as we roll out this affiliate program. As we go public and raise the funding that we need to do the acquisitions, of course, there'll be a lot lot larger rounds of financing involved because we will see the acquisition of the affiliates being done by our publicly traded shares and with the cash we raise from the rounds of financing we do as a public company. Sorry, which publicly traded shares are you referring to? Our plan is to go public in order to facilitate having the cash and the publicly traded shares through the acquisition of the affiliates, which we'll start to do later on this year. What valuation did you raise the $2.5 million on? Uh, $6 million. Okay. And why do you want all the scrutiny of going public? Uh, because our view is to, we look at this as a land grab. So right now, the affiliate model is basically in place. We can go out, establish the affiliates, get our brand known, and have each of these affiliates, Tip has about 100 customers. So if we got to 50 by the end of the year, which we're easily on track to do, that represents about 5,000 existing customers, never mind new ones that the affiliate network would have. So what we're trying to do is then acquire that network and make it part of our organization. So these will basically be acquisitions that we will allow us to become what we hope will be the largest AI SaaS company in North America, servicing the mid to large size companies. And what stage are you at today? How much revenue did you do last month? Oh, very, very, very small. Our, right now we're focused on bringing in the affiliates. Starting in about 90 days, we're going to start rolling out our marketing campaign to generate the leads for the affiliates. At that point in time, that new business will attract the uh, margins on the services that we're going to provide them and the finder's fee that we'll get from bringing business to them. So we're not seeing are anything you, today. Are you pre-revenue today? We are. Okay, got it. So when you say yeah. 15 customers, these are not customers, they're, they're users. The, uh, these affiliates are standalone organizations, typically regionally focused, like I said, doing maybe half a million to 10 million a year. But they're not, they they're not paying you, they're not customers. Uh, no, they're customers at the end customers. They're the ones that'll pay at the end of the day. So as we generate leads for them and they get the new customers, they will provide, we will provide them with the AI services that they need in order to fill the needs of their clients. And that's the margins on that product that we will make our money on. But 
as we go down, as we move forward and we start the acquisitions, of course, 100% of that revenue will be ours because those companies will be part of AI Partnerships Corp. Again, Tom, I want to understand where you're currently at to understand where you're going in the future, right? Today, sure. you have affiliates who you say will be your customers in the future, and then they those affiliates have customers, right? And you're basically saying you'll tap into those revenue streams. Today, though, neither the affiliates nor the affiliates' customers pay you anything, your pre-revenue. No, because we, we're not generating new leads for them to sell uh, our services to. Once they start doing that in about 90 days, that's when we'll start generating revenue from the AI products and services that we're providing to the end customers through the I, I understand. But so just again, your pre-revenue today. No, that's no. correct. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Got it. So with these 15, so now let's go into where you want to go to turn on revenue. Can you sure. tell the story of one of these 15 affiliate partners? Like who, who are they and, and how sure, they're actually sure. using you? Yeah, sure. So we've got an affiliate that's focused on manufacturing. They've been around for 10 years. They've got about 100 customers. Most of them are in the manufacturing sector. They have some uh, manufacturing software that they provide to them. And what they're looking to do is AI enable uh, both the manufacturing software that they provide today, as well as providing other AI enabled software to their end customers. So for example, they're going to their end customers now that have got their manufacturing software and saying we're going to enable uh, applications like quality control to add on to the manufacturing software that they provide. So that will uh, require them to get the AI services from us that they need to enable that quality control AI-based function to be added to the software that they're providing. That will generate revenue to us from the services that we're providing, the software that we're providing, and the platform services that we're providing to the affiliates to provide to the end customers. We take margin on that all the way through. It's really hard when people listening hear AI, like we're just going to you know, add AI on and sell it. It's much easier to understand it from an actual perspective of what the AI is delivering to the end customer. So when you say that your affiliate focusing on the manufacturing space, yeah. are you saying this manufacturing affiliate right now does not have the capability to build a quality control product to sell to its 100 end customers? They must use you to do this? Oh, they could do it themselves, but typically they're small companies. They're maybe doing half a million to $10 million a year. They don't have the resources or the hard to find, at least here, expertise to develop AI-enabled applications to augment the products that they currently have today. So they're coming why, why to us. You, why do you, though? You have much less revenue than they do. You have no revenue, and you have 2.5 million raised. Why can you do it better than them? Because we have the resources on staff to do it. We have the relationships, and we have the software that we've got from third-party partners or from affiliates that can be commercialized and sold through the affiliate network to other customers in order to do that. So we're doing a lot of the things that they would have to hire people to do uh, in the short term themselves. And we're doing it at no cost to them at this point in time. Mm -hmm. And so let's keep going down this path here of revenue for you, right? So sure. when you start charging this manufacturing partner, of which you have 15 that are sort of like this same partner, what will you charge them? We will charge them a margin on the services that we provide, which includes people, data scientists, access on, on uh, services that we get from the various platform providers. We will seek out software, AI-enabled software that they can sell to their end customers. Uh, so on each of those products and services, we will take a margin. But you got to keep in mind, Nathan, this is a short-term program because we'll start the acquisition program later this year. So the revenues, 100% of those revenues of those affiliates that we're signing up will be ours because it'll be part of our company at that point in time. Why, why do you have so much confidence that they'll sell to you? Uh, well, the, the discussions with all of them to date has circled around, first of all, generating a new revenue stream for them by AI enabling their businesses and the services that they provide. Companies of this size typically have a very difficult time in finding an exit strategy and finding liquidity for their shareholders. 
how big are some of these folks? I mean, five to 10 million in revenue is not small. I imagine there's plenty of buyers. Well, these aren't finding any. So I, but there's a lot more companies than I think there's buyers. And most of these companies we're dealing with have been around for five to 10 years. So it's not like they're, you know, they're unknown in their community. And I think when we go into these companies as we early stage do our IPO and our shares are at a very low value, basically allows them to take shares and cash in consideration of their company that we're acquiring and then seeing the upside and the value of the shares as we do more and more acquisitions and put more value on the company and increase the share value. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't understand. So, so why do you need to acquire the company at all? Why not just go direct to their end customers? Well, because they've got 100 customers and they've got the relationships with them. And each of these people have got uh, vertical market expertise. If for us to pretend we could be experts in fintech, manufacturing, uh, go down the list, uh, medical, which we have people in telemedicine, uh, it'll take you forever to do that, to build up an organization with that level of expertise and to get to 50 affiliates by the end of the year, which represents about 5,000 clients. It would take you a decade probably to do that. So we want to do that initially by establishing the affiliate network and then bring them in through the acquisition and consolidation plan later on. So it's a quick way to do a land grab by any by any other way of looking yeah. at it. Is it a little bit though like letting the fox in the in the chicken coop, right? I mean, if somebody knows you're trying to buy them, are they really going to start selling your product like an affiliate deal with you right to their end customers? Why wouldn't they? Well, because it gives you an incredible amount of leverage. It limits their optionality. They can really, they're, you know, they're less likely to sell to somebody else if they're already, you know, selling your product to their end customers. Well, they're, you know, they're free. I mean, we don't tie them up on day one. Basically, they're an affiliate. It's an arm's length relationship. Look at it as like a franchise. It's not even as close to being a franchise, but it's a, it's an arm's length, almost a bar relationship. It's probably the best way to look at it. And as we go down the path, the option for us to acquire them or the option for them to wanting to be acquired by us is a discussion at a future date. We've had that discussion initially because they know that's our plans, but it could be they want to continue on as a standalone entity. It could be that we may not want to acquire them because maybe the synergies aren't there that we thought were going to be there. So that's a discussion for a further date, but we're following the model that was used in the web development space way back in the late 90s by a company called US Web. In the first year, they established 50 affiliates. They acquired them in year two, they became a $100 million company. And two years after that, four years from when they began, they had a billion dollars a year in revenues. 